Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Paper Tuesdays with Ignatius Gilhooly and Graham Crossbar. I'm Graham Crossbar. It's a pleasure to be <laughs> Ignatius today. How are you today? <laughs> no, I'm of course Mark Halpin and he is Michael Dwyer and this is Paper Tuesdays. And we have one fascinating guest. It's the big scoop of Paper Tuesdays. It's Oshin. Oshin, how are you? How's it going guys? How are we? How are you feeling? Unbelievable. Fantastic. Oshin, what's your handle on uh, the old Instagram? Oshin uh, So you get this the whole time. So people say... At conscious. Well, my, I say at conscious, but it's spelled at c o n c i x u s. People con- also conscious. say consciousness. Yeah, conscious is what I would have said. Uh, yeah. Look, you know, I I don't really care at this point. It's kind of whatever. <laughs> yeah. Embrace it. Embrace it. Yeah. It's okay to be different. <laughs> okay, parish of the week this week is Manchester in Jamaica. They are the parish of the week, and it's the first time we've gone to Jamaica. Exciting times, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a very good reason that we go there. It's for their police force. They are top of the range. They have spotted goat thieves, and especially in around the new green area of the parish they spotted the thieves they nabbed them and they recovered 26 goats in new green area in the Manchester parishes the men were nabbed when a police team went to investigate a farmer's report of his animals being stolen and following investigative leads the car uh, there was a car actually taken that was believed to be uh, used to commit the crime a Honda motor car and the police are asking people to come forward with such eagle-eyed police Force in Manchester, Jamaica, it's no surprise that they win this week's Parish of the Week. 26 goats in one motor car is unbelievable, isn't it? A Honda. <laughs> Did you ever hear that saying that a goat in the Civic is worth two in the bush? <laughs> <laughs> That's very They good. had to have done multiple runs though, I'd say, did they? You'd imagine. I'd say they were bandits. I'd say they were going every Saturday night out hunting goats. Hunting goats. Oh, wasn't in the one go? I'd say separate incidents actually maybe it was. that would have been, that would have been really impressive 26 goats in one go in the same car yeah job yeah, yeah. <laughs> no the, way <laughs> the police are actually asking people to come forward to identify their goats and to contact the police there my god they do smoke a lot of old giggly bush out in Jamaica though don't they you wouldn't know it'd be hard enough to identify a goat now if you're under the influence of that stuff well they'll be smoking a lot tonight when they're celebrating the parish of the week title Manchester Jamaica take a bow the people of Paper Tuesday salute you now we have three eclectic stories this week we'll start with the Longford leader and this is about a Lord award winning and well known Longford milliner Luke Norton now what is a milliner I had to google this I had to google it too and I thought I misspelled anyway go on <laughs> when I found out what it actually was A Milner is a hat maker A ladies hat maker A ladies hat maker Yeah, yeah. I thought they said Miller at first Yeah Miller Yeah Do you want to go on Well the there is It's one of these Michael DeWire stories In fairness Mark I don't know how this story Got in the local newspaper <laughs> But he's featuring On this BBC One Northern Ireland uh, Documentary series And uh, that is the purpose Of the story really To say that there's a Three part observational Documentary series Taking place About this gentleman Luke Norton He's an award winning uh, Milner But I couldn't get over what he studies as well. He studies equine management at the Enniskillen campus of CAFRA, which is the College of Agriculture, Food and Rural Enterprise. Goes to an ag college. He goes to an ag college. In Fermanagh, he lives in Longford. He's a milliner. Crazy. Maybe he could come on the pod. Spreading sassy, not slurry. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, Luke said he's super grateful to be included in the series and he's looking forward to be involved. Um, He's been actually filmed since last September. So it's been uh, a lot of work has gone into that series recording this milliner. So fair play to Luke Norton and well done to Longford Leader for spotting this eclectic story. 
Come on, Luke. Ah, this is more exciting. Galway City Tribune, a controversial bridge. What an opening line. Have you ever heard of a bridge being controversial, you know? No. No. Never. Yeah. Surely, well, surely bridges can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> They're sticking out. Or bridge so. doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> Well, there's trouble with this bridge anyway. It was built without planning permission and the council took action. They installed these steel, um, you know those yokes, the steel fencing, chaining it to the gates on the lands adjacent to the canal walkway. And it was in following a dispute uh, with the owner of a cafe who wanted to um, lead to better access with Bourne Store um, around, oh, Janie, where is it? This bridge was over the Middle River in Newtown Smith and it was trying to connect a, a store to a cafe. It cost €25,000. A quote from the paper, there was three weeks of back and forth between the developer and the planners and the issue came to a head on Monday when the council blocked access to the bridge using steel fencing, chaining it to the gates and uh, the spokesperson for the council said that the bridge had been removed and uh, that was prior to the city council issuing an enforcement order. So the bridge is gone. The gates are removed and the river continues to flow down Newtown, Smith and Galway. I think the councillor does pay in childish on this one, Michael. Let John have his bridge if he really wants it. <laughs> I normally, he paid enough for it. Yeah, I, I normally tell John Carley to build the bridge and get over it, but clearly you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and our final story this week comes from the Limerick Leader. And this is a much more positive story coming from the Limerick City Council, courtesy of Nick Rabbits, the journalist for Limerick Leader. Shout out to Nick for his fantastic surname. <laughs> and he uh, leads with the line, where has she gone? The singer from Quimper statue has been removed. So it's a big story there. Shoppers on the popular Cruises Street in Limerick City noticed an omission from the heart of the thoroughfare, the singer from Quimper. And I have to say, I'm glad that they noticed the difference because we, we see a photo there of what it is like without the statue and it's just two traffic cones and these red uh, fencing around it. So I'm glad they noticed the difference between the statue and the two traffic cones, you know. So they made a few inquiries and the statue has been removed for repair. Work is being taking place on the statue and will be returned. It, the statue, which is named after Quimper, um, the city that is twinned with Limerick, it's a female singer holding a tambourine and it's made out of bronze. And so they hope to return the singer from Quimper back to her rightful place following her cosmetic work. So there you have it. Yeah, as Keith Walsh said last week, Michael Covid really is caught in a slowdown in the news. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out that the statue was never actually missing. It's just the people that were supposed to have the statue had the statue. Yeah. And it wasn't Bill and Melinda Gates after all. <laughs> they feature surprisingly regularly on this show, don't they? I wonder why. Boom, boom. <laughs> now, I think it's time for Flash Flood. Hello there. Uh, there's a small minority of people out there, fellas, um, that are just real f***ing idiots, right? These are the kind of people, they make you make hard choices in life. And they're the people that walk on the wrong side of the road, right? In school, we're always taught you walk again the traffic. No matter what, you walk again the traffic on small country roads. Well, let me tell you a story. I was driving down a small country road the other day and I was coming up to a blind corner and two f***ing idiots walking on the wrong side of the road picking f***ing blackberries at a blind corner. 
and a car coming, I had to make a hard decision of whether to hit them or go into the car. Luckily I stopped in time and didn't hit anyone, but I was leaning towards the people on this occasion. Muppets of the highest order walking on the wrong side of the road. The schools are going to f they're not teaching things at all right in the world anymore. Oh, it just gets better and better. It's the experience, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Is it the school or the people on the wrong side of the road? <laughs> I know. It, it really <laughs> took a mental leap there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oisin, what did you make of that minute of James Flood? I thought it was pretty... I, I, I'd agree with them. Yeah. Driving on the inside of the corner and having two people there. The worst. And picking blackberries. Yeah. Worst. Um, <laughs> like, like, like just, I don't know what's worse, being on the inside of the, black, or inside the corner of the blackberries. But that was a big leap from from going to school then. Yeah. Like that, like just having school being an issue. I don't know if you can blame the schools or people thinking, like, like is it the school's fault that the people are walking on the inside of the road? It's well, that they're not his contention them, is that we're not learning these types of things in schools. We're not learning the essentials like, you know, walking on the right side of the road. Learning taxes and stuff. Learning taxes. <laughs> don't get yes. that in school either. Yeah, no, but uh, once your man makes the triangles, Pythagoras, Pythagoras you know yeah. about him and the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. And, uh, walk <laughs> He's under, a scientific uh, man. He's a scientific man, yeah. Yeah, James is practical, if anything. Practical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to actually keep going there with the two of breast idea, right? Cyclists, yay or nay? Septic. I know we're not playing the game. Oh, <laughs> really? Really? So my we, brother my brother is on the under-18s Irish team for cycling. Wow. Um, he's the top five in Ireland and has been since he was 15. Mm-hmm. So if you... he take he take a picture of your edge plate and report you as soon as if you try clip him. And he's been brake checked a few times and he'd like punch a window. What? To, to stop. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've, I've been out with him a few times. I've been clipped by... by like you have to hold your own on the road. No, but people clip you. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been oh clipped by a, I've been clipped by a lorry before. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like, I've been sideswiped by a lorry, and I basically like t-boned the lorry, and I was like, what? The, what am I gonna do? This is what you're lorry? on about when you're saying that uh, be a meter and a half, stay safe, the distance. Like yeah. that. That's why. Yeah, All right. That's, that's exactly why. See but then, then, you, then you get you're coming up to a t-junction, and the lorry wants to turn left, but the lorry overtakes you to go left. But like you're cycling into the lorry then, mm. but same with cars. Cars are daft. People have no patience for it. Okay. But I'd agree. If cyclists are pretty annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Still though, I always just thought like it's a bit like when we had Cathy Costello on and about body positivity. And when you understood that a bit more, it was kind of a bit more generous at that. Yeah, I cyclists. Yeah, I would never clip them. But my girlfriend has an issue. Yeah, I'm, an issue I see how I palmed it off there to my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go after her. Yeah, go after her. She's not here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, don't be clipping cyclists. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Do we agree with James? I suppose we do. Yeah, we do. As, as annoying as they are, and you see them like on the back roads, and they'd be like seven cyclists long and two abreast, and there's 14 cyclists out. You just want to knock them all down, like bowling pins. I'm getting frustrated just listening. Yeah, just that. literally, and they're all and they're all in the same jersey. Yeah. And I was like, boys, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Get off the road. overweight it's like you're not even <laughs> yeah. exercising here you're sitting down this is an exercise <laughs> oh. that's what we say to my brother he's not an athlete because he sits down when he does <laughs> work watching Netflix on watching the Netflix <laughs> that's what you ate to us so annoying <laughs> well Sheen let's drill down into you and photography right and I'm going to go a bit unconventional now right go on, 
So I like photography, but I'm a bit more like an amateur now rather than you and your professional setup. And there's the train. We're right beside. Yeah, I was like, is that a Dublin bus behind the house? (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice view into the gaff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they, I they, wonder what they've seen. <laughs> all the podcasts. But I was thinking anyway about, you know, I love the feeling when you hit that button and the photo has got, it's just like, ah, it's such an sensational urge. It's a primal instinct. And it made me think, well, if I was 200 years uh, back in time, if I was in the 1800s, I obviously wouldn't be able to... I, Describe Photography wouldn't be that uh, popular. Yeah. So would I be a hunter, you know, because you're going into the lens and bang, you're dead. And i got a fine look at you. <laughs> so you think you're comparing it to like a bow and arrow or a gun or something? Yeah. But yeah, I'd have the same kind of thing. Like holding the camera, there's nothing like holding a camera. Like you have to have a camera in your hand. People are like, you take photos on your phone. It's just not the same. And I know that, but I don't know if someone else would know that. But it's the same with like, a camera is an instrument. So you can you can be a violinist, you can be a celloist. I'm a cameraman. For me, people say like it's really they love watching me, the workflow, like taking shots, making a video, um, and they just kind of get shocked by it, by like how natural it is for me. But like it takes years of practice, like anything, like an instrument, like setting up laptops, like setting up like even a podcast, you know yourself, like it takes a lot of practice to do, um, and I, I like I'd agree, like I probably would be a class hunter um, I'd have to agree with that hey um, but yeah no, I actually really like that I'm going to use that like in a oh, caption good. sometime that's cool. excellent very good and so when did you get your first camera? Um, so I started college um, in 2016 and uh, that Christmas I got a drone so I started off on a drone but I've always been like into shooting with your phone camera like I, I kind of made the most of um like what i had around me because cameras are ex- hell expensive like so you have a phone phone's gonna be what 500 euro but everyone has a phone at the nowadays and the better the phones get the newer they are you're going to keep upgrading and the same you're gonna have the better camera like that phone that i have like the iphone i have an iphone 8 and it's probably better than my camera but the reason i prefer a camera is because you can change lenses on it yeah and there's no there's nothing like it's so different to like I, I wish i brought my camera so i could show you guys but it's so different clicking that button with the shutter and then taking a shot on the phone, like you're like yeah. on the phone, it's like bang, it's there forever. Um, but I was saying, first camera, I got a drone first, and I was loving the drone. Um, and then I saved up, I was working full time while in college, and then that summer I bought my first camera. So I was around 19 then, yeah, yeah. It's I bought, really like, just taken off since then, really, has it? Yeah, pretty much. I really hated college, so I studied psychology. Oh. Um, and I didn't enjoy it too much. Um, between accommodation and the the college I was in, I just didn't enjoy it. But then I kind of like as my outlet. Then I kind of started like shooting a lot more. Um, like I remember when I was on Instagram in fifth or sixth year, uh, Instagram really took off, and then I stopped managing as much, and I lost a lot of followers. Got really disheartened. But then I kind of like found passion in it again because like I enjoyed it. It was like my outlet. Um, I didn't have like, I didn't play a lot of sport. I was a swimmer, but. You can only swim if you live near a pool or if you live near the sea. And where I was in Dublin, I was like neither, and I couldn't afford a pool because I was like, uh, um, uh, you're right there, Mark. I'm trying try not to cough. <laughs> thing. I inhaled this green tea. <laughs> <laughs> this this heartfelt story. You just Sorry. Yeah, I'm so hey. 
oh, I wish you could swim when you were younger. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sorry. it. Go on, continue. <laughs> I'm okay now. <laughs> nah, uh, but yeah, like I, I think it was a, it was a good outlet for myself. Um, uh, I really enjoyed shooting. Yeah. So uh, kind of like a lot of practice then. Every photo, oh, there's just so much to talk about, Rushing, but like, you love height with the drone, I think, you know, yeah. like you always... It gives you go... a completely different perspective. Right. Um, Like the bird's eye view, like you'd be flying out of plane. Yeah. I was like, I could get the same shot with that as a drone, like just two or three meters, two or three hundred meters up. I'm not saying that's legal. You shouldn't be doing that. But like, if no one's around, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's just the drone is so different to a camera again then so i don't know if you see my instagram page there's a lot of drone shots there mm -hmm. but it gives you such a different perspective shooting top down to so the straight bird's eye view or if you're on mango you can get like really capture like a cliff and showing like it's just such a different perspective that you wouldn't see standing on the cliffside looking out as opposed mm -hmm. to this is me standing on the cliffside look how big this cliff is mm -hmm. compared to me do you know what i mean it's like it, it for me i think it's like life is so much like we're so small on this world and it really gives you that appreciation yes. of yeah. it gives you that appreciation of like holy can i curse yeah it's yeah, like yeah. Oh, holy shit like look look um look where i am look what i'm doing and i'm doing this but like most of the time I'm by myself as well yeah. so i don't have a second photographer taking pictures of me and it's not that it's about me 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 but it's like look at me in this environment look where i am this could be you this is kind of like that kind of thing yeah um, but it's the experience, like, because you go everywhere and then you just be like, that's going to be a sick drone spot. Like, you're going to just fire it up and have a look. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you go in Australia. Mm. Um, there's, like, pink lakes around... Um, Western Australia. Western yeah. Australia. I was meant to be there, but I fly home. Mm. Um, but, uh, like, getting that top down on a drone is so different compared to, like, shooting, like, if it was flat. Because you don't see that pink. Yeah. It's yeah. just such a different... Sorry, I know no one can see, like, my hand gestures and stuff. It's just such a different experience, like, shooting from a bird's eye view to, like, a flat. Definitely. Ah. It's like you have a personal relationship with the unfolding beauty of the scenery around you. Would that be fair to say? Like? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think... So, like, I'd, I'd always love, like, adventuring and exploring. But having a camera and wanting to go out and find a new spot... Like that's, I have having that camera with you and that want to explore and it just all goes into one and it's like, that's like kind of the driving force. It's like that's that's what I love doing. That's how I'm gonna try and make money doing it. Mm. Um, and if I didn't want to do like I obviously said I did psychology and I'm not going to pursue a career in psychology. But while I was studying psychology, I taught myself how to use a camera, how to use a drone, how to market myself. So inadvertently like I, I don't I didn't enjoy college but inadvertently it taught me something else like it taught me that I can teach my own and create my own business my own network and I don't need college mm. uh, out of interest did you conclude college or did uh, you leave? I finished it and then there were some shenanigans at the end so I I think I was in Bali and I got a text off a lecture it's like you need to enroll in the next year um and I was like but I finished and he's like yeah but you failed one of your exams it's like well, I'm in Bali. I'm not coming back for right. that. So I did. You finished on your own terms. I finished on my own. Yes. Sir. Yes. That's, that's the yes. best way. To I have it. my own degree. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> no, that's but good. like, I also thought of it, like I rang my parents quite a lot. I was like, do I need to go back? Should I go back? And I was like, look, do you really need it? Yeah. Like, are you, like what's, what, what's a degree nowadays? Like I see um, when lockdown hit originally, I don't know if it's still up, but Google put out a thing. I was like, 
free um, degrees. Did you guys see that? Oh, no, 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 no. Facebook marketing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like you can make a fortune off that. Like you don't need a degree to do like Facebook marketing. Yeah. And I was doing a lot of stuff for like, I'm doing a lot of stuff for the Hungry Bear. I'm doing a lot of stuff for um, uh, like other restaurants around Gori. Oh, okay. Like shooting photography wise. And like that's off my own back. I don't have a company running, um, like pushing me onto them. I'm not like Love Gory, but like I, I see local companies and I want to help out. So I'm using my skill then because I've done a lot of travel. So now, now that I had to stay home, I wanted to use that skill to like help help companies like mm. co- come into the digital age kind of thing. Ooh. Sounds super preachy, but like no, but that, that's, 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 that's the job. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, as people move to podcasts and as people like, I feel like in Gory, not a lot of people understand like the true like... Um, what's the word like how important social media really is um because like i know myself like uh it, it's that's a different conversation i oh, keep going but like uh, so, so like for myself like i'd be on instagram like oh what's that restaurant like you look at their instagram to see the menu or you look on facebook to see the menu yeah 100 percent. and like i'd be like I, i'd go to the gym and i'd be careful what i eat so like, i'm going to be looking at like each thing on the menu being like is that going to make me hit like my diet goals or whatever not that I'm on strict diet goals, but it's like, I'd like to have an idea of what I'm going to eat before I go in. And that saves a lot of anxiety just flicking through a menu as well. Do you mm. know what I mean? Um, but like, I don't know, especially in these times, like you need to like step up. Um, and mm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to provide that for a lot of local places. And you're a freelancer. Uh, other people, actually business people that we've listed have said that, uh, you know, in the in years to come, everyone's going to be freelancer or self-employed contractor. How do you find it? Because have you do you approach businesses? You you've had international clients. What what's it like? Uh yeah, I I completely agree with that it's going to be like the future. Like even see right now, like everyone can work at everyone that can work at home is working at home. Like as like you hear like oh it's great my bedroom is like my work office. It's like it could be that anyway if freelance. Um, how do I find it? Um, I love it. Uh, yeah, it's like really how- it's difficult finding work though. Um, yeah. as in especially times right now like you have to so as a freelancer you have to start off like no one knows you you don't have any like credibility so you have to start off at zero do a lot of free work and build up your portfolio so I've had a lot of travel portfolio but then I didn't have any local business work so I needed to um, like build up a relationship or rapport with local businesses and stuff um, and then I like that's it. Like you build up that portfolio, and then you approach other people and give it. Like I say, it's like fifty euro for a shoot, and then you go like, if they, if someone else approaches you though, you double that price, and then every time you up and up and up, but then there's like a sweet spot that you kind of hit, and it's like, grand, stick with that, gets you over, and then you have like by the time you know it, you have like five or six clients, paying you weekly, and like that's that's it. Like what else do you really need? That's that's without a degree. And I'm happy enough with that for now. Yeah. Yeah, your accent. My accent. Yeah, you have a bit of everything going on there. Tell us Uh, where where your backgrounds. Yeah, so my parents are from Greystones and then dad's from Fox Rock, which I get a lot of slagging for, which is obviously you can hear, I can hear, I can see Mark smiling there. (laughs) This fucking fella. Um, But yeah, so I don't know, like if I got, well, we we lived in uh, around Rathfarnham till I was eight or nine and then moved down here then and i've just kind of clung on to the accent i guess but i'd be i'd be hit with a ruler if i started slurring words and stuff mm. so it's kind of 
I'd be hit if I was bumping correctly, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I just, I, I thought it was going to be more exotic. Like, oh, I spent three years in Australia, but then I spent three years in Dublin, and then I spent three years in Cahors, and then two I went silence. back to Australia. Sorry? And two in silence. <laughs> <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually only a month in Australia. I was working with, you know, user Ireland. Yeah. So the guys that went uh, into liquidation there in March, I came home. So I went out with them, working with them. They paid for everything. It was it was, pre- it was a pretty good deal. So they paid for everything, and I was just making content for them for the next year because I was meant to be out there for a year working visa. Um, and then I was out there for a month, and I was on this road trip working with a different company, and they're like, you should probably head home. I was like, why do you say that? I was like, well, things are getting pretty bad here. Just so I get a text off my other friend in Perth and was like, uh, you need to come back here right now because everything is closing up shop. And I was like, um. So I was only in Australia for actually a month, mm. which is such a shame. Australia is like such an amazing place. I think, what day is today? So I was meant to be in Hawaii four days ago. Oh. oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Like all the travel plans just went out the window as soon as like lockdowns and restrictions hit. Um, it was super easy to close up a country, but pretty hard to open it back up again. <laughs> <laughs> like you're in this incredible location, Australia. I spent three weeks there, Mark spent months there. Like it's just an amazing country. And, uh, you know, you're there for the scenery, you're there for an adventure, you're forced to come home and you're forced to look at what's around you. Isn't it like you've been on a remarkable journey forced, obviously, through the pandemic, but to look at like the the vast difference that travel has brought you in uh, Australia to look at closer to home. And that's exactly what you did with focusing on Old Bond and this type of area. Yeah. Tell us about that. Do you agree with it or is that uh, I think I think it's narrative? like, what's that, what's that term that everyone, it's kind of like a catchphrase. It's like uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Like you could be in a, you could be in Asia, you could be in Australia, you could be anywhere in the world and the grass is always greener. Cause like I spent six months in Asia and was like, I miss spice bags. Like that was literally, that was the reason I came home was cause I like, miss a spice bag. And then I was home for a week. And I was like, I want to leave now. It's just like the beach that I live by. So I live by Obon beach down in um, Baligara. And that's like, that's an amazing beach. That's probably one of my favorite beaches I've ever been on. And I've been through Australia and I've been through Asia. And it's like, because that's, I guess that's home. And that's always down your road. And that's always like the place you go to reflect. And you just have that relationship with where you live anyway. And I feel every time I'm gone away from home, like even I was in Dingle three weeks ago and then I was in Donegal a week ago. And then I think I was in Clare the next week. And every time you're excited to come back home because you kind of see everywhere in a, in a new light, kind of with new, all these experiences coming in, you're like, your, your eye kind of changes. You develop your skill as a photographer. And I'd be adventuring. You'd be looking for different things and you're like, oh, like my home has this as well. Why don't, why am I not paying attention to this? And then you start exploring like the, that street that you walk down like daily for your whole school travel. And then you see an extra corner and you're like, not an extra corner, but like, like a, as an example, you'd be like, oh, that's cool. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Um, it's just like, I don't know. It's just. The landscape around you is alive. It's different. Every it's day. always changing. Yeah. Always changing. Yeah. Um, and that's the fun part. Like, cause we're going to autumn autumn now yeah hope we got you got my seasons right i can never get the seasons right <laughs> we're going to autumn now and like the world changes like in in autumn like i'm going to probably go up to around wicklow where it's like you get green forests or a green yeah green forest for like all summer and then everything turns to red and orange and that's a completely different landscape and then we have winter and there's no color at all 
like it's just so fun to change and as the season changes it's more fun and challenging yeah. to be a photographer the worst thing is though as it gets colder the sea also gets colder and i'll be in the sea like nearly daily at this point you go daily every day yeah no, yeah i try to <laughs> daily every yeah. day, yeah. <laughs> Twice a day so you are the happy pair I am the happy pair, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as fit they as those fellas, though. Every five, every morning, five o'clock. Every morning, they're at the five a.m. swim. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you don't go as early as five. Oh, it depends what you've been doing at the night before. Right. Um, it does, uh, but like I do, I do like a sunrise. Like that's the other thing. It's like time of day. Like challenging yourself to get up and shoot before sunrise. You can get star pictures. Challenging yourself to get up before sunrise. And there's the worst one, which is challenging yourself to get into the sea before sunrise. So it's ice cold. It hasn't warmed up all day. It just constantly changes. And it's just like it's more and more fun. Yeah. Uh, fun is in a kind of torturous kind of freeze your balls off kind of way. But like it's like you said, it's ever changing. The waters, you know, kind of like for me, I'm, a, I'm getting into underwater photography and water photography. I've just bought a, a underwater housing. Um, but you're never going to shoot the same wave. You're never going to shoot the like the beach. I don't know if you've got it up on much, but the beach is always changing. Um, like the landscape of it with the storms, it's going to get flatter. But it was like, I don't know, a bit rugged. I don't know. It's I'm talking about no, the sorry. beach. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm smiling because I love all of this, and uh, it's a good time to come to Mark. Mark. <laughs> For two reasons, okay. First of all, you were saying about your early mornings there, Mark. That's you. In mm. a nutshell, you know, you set yourself these ridiculous challenges and you meet them. You know, you smash them as well. Now you might not uh, get the photo after the swim or whatever, but no. there's a great uh, reward in that, isn't there? Definitely, yeah. You swallow the frog first thing in the morning. You know, you do something hard, you get up early, and then the rest of the day is easy, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe that's you're doing it for separate reasons to that. You just love getting in the sea. I just love hardship, I suppose. No, I think I think that's the thing though. Like me and my brother. Do the day we got up for a gym session for six in the morning why i don't know just because we could because it's hard we'd ha- yeah, because it's hard and we'd have to eat an hour before the gym so we got up at five but you have to wake up properly so you wake up at half four, four. Yeah. so you're like it's this kind of like it's just so fun to challenge yourself yeah and like life is so boring because you never know what that day will bring you mm. um you could be super sleep during the day you could be super awake you've done a gym session you've gotten the sea you've set yourself this challenge mm. and that challenge was met at five in the morning yeah. So now you're like, I'm on top of the world. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. You don't give a shit for the rest of the day. Exactly. No matter what happens, it's not going to be as hard as the thing you did first thing in yeah, the morning. Someone could be like a complete dick to you, but you're like, I did this thing at 5 a.m. I'm happy. You weren't even up at 5 a.m. Which kind yeah. of to get me. Yeah, definitely. Unbelievable. What kind of challenges would you set yourself? Uh, they're not really challenges. Just like cold showers or waking up early or like journaling itself is a discipline I've had to implement myself. Um, exercising in the mornings and then training at night, like going doing repetitive things, even though I don't want to. Like it's coming to like five o'clock, half four or five o'clock and working. I have say jujitsu at six and then like kickboxing at seven and then I have another jujitsu after that. Like I mm. could have three hours training in the evening after like some, if I'm doing that generally, I won't train in the mornings, like doing weights, but sometimes I will. And it's actually, it's more fun to see how much you can suffer because of how good you feel at the end of the suffering. Yeah. And that's the addictive part of it. Like people are like, oh, it's so hard for you to do this or whatever, but it's not like I'm not doing it. To it's all hurt. mindset. Though. Yeah, it's just it's for the reward afterwards of doing these hard things. It sort of becomes addictive. I find. Yeah. yeah. But to even put on perspective in that, like people, people and I've had people be like, ah, oh, I don't live anywhere where I can see the sun over the sea or like rising or something. It's like it doesn't matter. Mm. Like anyone yeah. can do it yeah. is what, what I'm trying to say. Like anyone can literally do what I'm doing. They can pick up a camera. They could start. 
I don't know, marketing, they could start a podcast. You've got to start a podcast out of the blue. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't, you, you don't have, it It shouldn't depend on your situation. Yeah. If, you're go, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. So there's no like, what's the word, like pussyfooting around it. Mm. Yeah, we'll come back to something. Yeah, but, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Um, no, just to add to what you're saying is that uh, the philosopher John O'Donoghue has this lovely idea that when you leave your door in the morning, you can think of it as the landscape that is just going to result in you going to work and it's just not changing or this landscape that is alive and fully unfolding before you. And you see it most in its greatest magnificence at the beach, but it could be a leaf in the wind, could, could be, be a bird, anything. could be ending. Yeah. Now, I know we're getting very lofty, but that's that's my level anyway. So that, that's I, I see a, a lot of uh, value in what you're saying. Uh, so yeah absolutely but then you also said about the beach changing and well see this is a hot topic in North Wexford I'm not sure if you're aware Mark tell us about the beach in Castletown oh the beach back <laughs> so, oh no not the beach someone moved the river I didn't know about this until I got back but apparently there was a big upset in Castletown that someone moved the river and uh, the eco warriors want the river put back to where it was because the river liked where it was beforehand apparently these people know this and where it is now it's not happy or something I don't even know but there's big up <laughs> River's not happy. Yeah. Did they put a bridge over it as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone done yoga beside the river, and the river said, I want to go back to where I used to be. <laughs> so I have no idea really what's going on. I just thought whenever we, the rare, well, during the better summer months, we were going down the, by the river, and uh, we'd just be driving along, and then Mark would go, Put the river back! <laughs> <laughs> put the river back! <laughs> oh, the river. <laughs> How is how is that just a decision to move a river? Like who some locals got really invested in it. It was front page news in the Gordon Garden. <laughs> I don't know how you missed this. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Yeah, I missed that day. <laughs> missed that day. It was in the Garden. The way was that it? she was. <laughs> was it in the Garden? What was that front page? Oh, Journalist okay. Kathy Lee um, had what was she the headline? I don't know what the headline was. Yeah, she what? Sorry, she interviewed me the other day. Wait, are you about, a suspect? About <laughs> moving the river. Moving the river. Kathy had a journal that uh, of what happened, you know, and she had times, very exact times, such as like one uh, fifteen a.m. and this type of thing. So someone, a local, t- kept a diary on when the river was moved. Uh, but the locals preferred if it flows a certain way, and it might be better for them to catch fish as well. So it's primal. It is very primal. Mm. That's so the river spoke to them. I find that fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get photos of them as they move the river. <laughs> that's oh, that's, that's like avatar stuff, level, like waterbenders. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say Kathy Lee was talking to you about your whole thing on litter. Was that oh, right? Escapades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I've really noticed this. Like as as summers hit, um, and then the government called for staycations. Obviously. How do you feel about all the Dublin people coming down? Not well, to shame. Hot topic on this podcast. Not to shame. Single week we talk about this. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, it's a divisive topic because I stand up for the dub. Um, Flash Flood definitely uh, doesn't stand up for the dub. I'd say I'm 75% anti dubs coming down. Hmm. Yeah, I reckon so. Had to minute, had to minute. Previously, yes, fine, whatever. Come ahead, just stay out of my house. And then the cold. Oh my god. <laughs> then the COVID came and then like they're bringing their disease which kind of selfish rat infested city <laughs> rat infested city <laughs> <laughs> you've heard about the plague <laughs> 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 
Oh, Jewish. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't think litter is the fault of Dublin people either, though. Is no, it? it's not. But um, so you wouldn't get many locals coming. Like honestly, you wouldn't get a lot of locals coming down to Albon. Um, and obviously they've put they've so they built this great like walkway. Um, it's unbelievable. Uh, you've been on it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. From Cahor, have you been there, Mark? From, mm. No. Yeah, from Cahor, from the Cahor Walk, the Strand yeah. to like the South Beach. You look at Cahor Castle behind you. You're right on the cliff edge. You know anywhere else and Cahor Castle be... real creepy though. Like at night time, that's creepy. That's a creepy yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah. See like, what's it? Curtain twitchers. You never been there? No, no, I didn't know how to castle. I've never been to Cahor. Well, it's no, like a big house. It's not really castle. It's a big square on the square. green. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so they made this fantastic like walkway, mm. and and there's. Um, no bins and what are people going to do with their rubbish when there's no bins they just toss it um, and obviously that's not the fault of staycationers but obviously now that's a hot spot for people to come down um, and that being that's not like I, I don't know I don't know because then like locals not a lot of locals that I know would use the beach and every day I've gone down this summer have it's been packed and I've I've talked like I've actually like called people out like a family came down one of the days Brought bags, tidied up all their rubbish, grand, looked good. I went down on the board and then sp- spun back, uh, like looked back at the beach. And so that family were gone, but their bags of rubbish were still there. I was like, oi, like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, they'll clean it up. I was like, who is going to come and clean that up? The seagulls. Like, that makes no sense. And they said, you, and got back in the car. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, but and I got it. I was like, I was, I, like, that kind of stuff annoys me. It's that, like, um, self-righteous like I can do what I want um, it's just not uh, I don't know like just a lot like I will always get I always get stuck for words for it because like, I feel so passionate oh, yeah. about it and like um, and obviously it's not all Dubliners faults it's everyone's fault so mm. I to everyone to look after the environment mm. um, but like who's who's going to pay attention and actually pick it up like because yeah. you see I walked up the beach there and there's like Wexford Candy Council people tidying it up and but still leaving it on the beach now if they're coming back to clean that up i don't know but sorry you got very uneasy there is this gonna get Easy. you in trouble for it with a td <laughs> the council the i council. actually did write down who i'm going to contact in the council about this uh, issue but anyway <laughs> but no no i i don't know if it got uneasy but more so uh, I know. I tell you, we got to go to an easy because it's you're so coherent. There's nothing to worry about. Like it, the reason why you are upset at the litter is because the people aren't appreciating what you're getting up at five o'clock to see because exactly. it's the most beautiful yeah, exactly. landscape yeah. that we are just uh, witnesses to. We don't own it, and it passes on to future generations. Yeah. So you're just putting your finger on the pulse and spotting the problem. You know, like, and it has. Well, you know, in recent years, probably um, it's just been, you know, keep clean up after yourself. Now, like, have you seen down in Bally Money? There are litter pickers uh, that you can use okay. if you wanted well, on, to. On the, on the beach. I haven't been on Bally Money in a while. But on the beach. God. But yeah. more of that, more of that, more power to yeah, them. Definitely. Because, like, that makes it well, so Bally, easy. See, Bally, it's different. Bally Money's a lifeguarded beach as well. Oh, yeah. So I think that's, is that a blue flag? Blue yeah, flag please. beach. Uh, Ballygar's one is a green flag, so we don't have a lifeguard on. So the lifeguards can watch people picking up the litter as well. So that's why it's there. I'd reckon if you put that down, no bond, just get nicked. Mm. Uh, people will just be like, what are you going to do with that? I don't know. But I'm going to, before we move on, like the worst thing. So I went up for a sunrise mission. Um, I think we got up at 
four in the morning, walked down. I didn't want to drive down. And then half four was the sunrise. And we're walking along the way. I was finding the drone, taking shots. It was great, great fun. And then we walked down all the way down to the beach. There's a fire half lit. I was like, grand, that looks great. Like people were having fun. There's like tents up in the, in the dunes. Like someone had like good fun here at class. They had probably roasted marshmallows. But then you see like a crate of cans tossed in the corner. And then there's like bottles of Blue Wicked over there. And then there's bottles of whatever else. And they're all like super young drinks. And it's just like, if you can't get like that family that I was talking about to do it, how are you going to get like younger people? And that's one of my, like that's, you were asking me about a passion project during the week. And it's like, I'm trying to figure out still how to, how to inspire younger people to want to look after their environment for the future. Cause we're doing it for ourselves. We're not doing it for like, granddads and like grandmothers mm-hmm. like it's our planet that we're going to be growing up on and it's going to be our children their children that's if we still have a planet like every storm that comes through on Albon, there's plastic left and that's been plastic that's been in the sea for years and you can see it it's been stripped of whatever which just flying around like i wonder how much plastic is actually out there um i know this is super preachy but like please love the environment <laughs> is it because a it's a responsibility? Um, Sorry. Is it because it's a responsibility and it's very hard to communicate how we should... Um, how we it's selfish sh- laziness. Like, it takes yeah. two seconds to pick up yeah. whatever you brought to the beach. And, and if, you brought, if you brought a crate down, it's going to be a hell of a lot lighter bringing it back off than bring it down yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Because uh, all the cans are empty yeah. and, and whatever else. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Uh, yeah. The next day after you're drinking you leave glass broken on the beach like there could be a family walking a toddler yep, on the yep, beach yep. and you step on the glass or you know you want to run into the sea stand on a chart of glass like this yep. is so just what, what would work like uh, even on that so I I, I, um, I think it was mentioned in that extra did you guys see the extra article that was put up I'm, I, I you, you've, you've seen yeah it. I read it because you have it in your bio I, on yeah. and we'll mention your Instagram because so much of this like Instagram now is like a magazine like, it you is, know everything it is. it's just it's incredible <laughs> your Instagram tag, tag again uh, C-O-N-C-I-X-U-S just look up Ushin Cook and it'll come up yeah. um, I reckon it'd make it easier um, but yeah on that on that there Mark where you're saying like kids broken glass like I was in so Auburn again there's a bit, like a cliffs on the south beach um, we call it the Nuns Beach and there are used condoms around the dunes. Mm. And imagine your child comes up and picks up a used condom and is like, what's this? What's this first thing a three-year-old is going to do once he finds something in the ground that he doesn't know? Pick it up. Put it in his Ooh. mouth. Or like, Michael, just, if we let him out for the day. <laughs> Michael, yeah. <laughs> so once or twice. <laughs> in the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like... <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. just disgusting. Eh? Like, Hashtag yeah. visit Wexford. Huh? Hashtag visit Wexford. Hashtag visit Wexford. Wexford. Uh, I don't see them doing... I've called them out before. You have. Yeah. I'm surprised with that. They haven't done a whole lot. I haven't seen them do very much. But is it because that their job is just say how everything is just so great? It's like a... You but know. It's their job to also raise awareness if they're dedicated to our region. So it can show all the goods of Wexford, but it doesn't have to be directly in your face that it's also okay to bring rubbish home with you but it should be there like it doesn't like they don't have to post on their feed they could put it up in their story daily mm. and then that constant message and they people would always see it uh, just like just you an example a good point yeah like, you know what I mean? we view like maybe things like this like you have tourism on one side but you have climate action on the other whereas if you put blended the two ble- for sure like i mean like with all the young 
it makes me feel so old when I'm like all oh, the young people, but maybe all on TikTok or something. And I see AIB pushing ads on TikTok. Oh, or, right. Yeah, or um, uh, Bank of Ireland or something. Yeah. But if they did that, like if Tourism Ireland did that, or Discover Ireland did that, or Fulch Ireland, or whoever, like I don't, it doesn't matter. They just put a thirty-second ad up on Snapchat or up on TikTok, where all the younger people are going to be on and force that upon them. They're going to see. Like they're going to see that and that constant exposure will be like, oh, maybe I'll rethink about leaving this can in the ground or on the sand or, or wherever else. Do you mm. know what I mean? Um, um, we yeah. raised awareness on it. We were recycling there last week. We put up on our Instagram story. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> we did uh, recycling glass bottles in the bottle bank and we saw. Actually, uh, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, did you? That's very good. <laughs> very good. I was careful about my colours. Um, <laughs> Ushin Cook, welcome to Southeast Synonyms. With Mark <laughs> Halpin, your guest host. Fuck, let me start talking. <laughs> Cook, welcome to Saudi Synonyms. My game show where I have organised synonyms of words contained in the names of local establishments here in Gory. I would like you to try figure out their real names. Do you know what I mean? So the words, the letters are mixed up? No, yeah, the, yeah. the words. Synonym is a mixture, is a meaning. A different word with the same meaning as something else, isn't it? Oh, so yeah. An example Jamie. would be. I'm not going to give you that here because uh, I don't want to give that away. Um, so uh, is, Burger King would be like uh, beef sandwich leader. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so beef sandwich okay, leader okay, equals sorry. Burger King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Can I can I ring in Michael and ask for help on some of them? Oh yeah, like, is, that, is that a possibility? Yeah, yeah. Michael, feel free to help. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> You can also phone a friend and I'll ring Flood and get him to help you. <laughs> That'd be very good. Yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, okay, number one. Orange Easter guest house. Michael, you can help at any time also. Oh, I need a Orange wine. Easter guest house. Mm. Oh, have it. Sorry. You're, it's your game. Go on. Uh, <laughs> is now a bad time to say I don't spend a lot of time in Gory? Uh, yes. You you do <laughs> yes. sometimes. <laughs> um, Orange Easter Guest House. It's not the Ash Town or anything. Oh, you're close. Uh, close. Sister Hotel. Uh, Danver Springs. Ding, ding, Danver ding. Springs Hotel. Excellent. Excellent. That's very good. Uh, number two. <laughs> trainer Home. Trailer? Trainer. Oh, oh, trainer. Trainer Home. You can play along at home. <laughs> Um, can I ask what kind of trainer? How do I do that without giving it away? Oh, a trainer like telling you to do jumping jacks, push ups. Uh, leader of a GAA team. Oh man, uh, GAA is not the strong point. I'm not gonna lie. Hint, film <laughs> with the second word character. <laughs> Something character. Something harder. Something harder. What's the first word? Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> this is challenging. No. This is, this is higher level. level. You don't look at my work. <laughs> this is higher <laughs> level. <laughs> Robbie, make sure he doesn't look. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped a foundation. Um, any, any guesses? Any guesses? Go on, head boy. Sports word. No, that's a good guess, though. Oh. Trainer, home. Don't forget the word home. So we need synonyms for trainer and home. 
not as in a shoe trainer now. A trainer is in a man. Like a gym. Gym trainer. The coach house. Yes. Well, um, <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, sorry. Veins starting to pop in the forehead. This is getting stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, the Gory Neighborhood Academy. Come on, guys. I want to say something like, like Gory there. Little Theater, but no. no. Gory Neighborhood Academy. Everyone in this room has been to the Gory Neighborhood Academy. Is that the school? I'm glad Robbie, Robbie has it. I'm glad he doesn't have a microphone because he's <laughs> so good. We should get Robbie on a microphone. Oh, oh, <laughs> I, I feel super disappointing here. Give an inspiring story and then just have no brain. How do I give this away? Could Michael Dwyer, sixth year, please yeah, report the reception? Yeah, Community School. Yes, Gory Community School. <laughs> a school is an academy? Yes. Okay. A school is an academy. I just thought it's the one, academy opened up. It's just too them. advanced for me, Mark. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll just play with myself in the corner here. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that one of the morning <laughs> challenges? <laughs> okay. Um, orchard fruit, emerald. Green, um, yeah, brother. I, I just remember the labels. The second word, you got the second word to everything. Apple, uh, apple green garage. <laughs> there, yeah, we need to go into yes. video. That was a great example. <laughs> you can literally see my brain working here. So I haven't used it this much in a while. Those are the warm up ones done. <laughs> um, this is, if anyone gets this, I'll be very impressed. Sean Fish round black things. Sean face round black things. Is that the berry farm? Oh, Robbie got it. He probably has them written on the laptop right in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Black things, blackberries. Um. So uh, I'll give you a, a tip of how to work this better is to take it word by word. Okay. Sean. Another word for Sean. John. John Bass Tires. <laughs> Sorry, that's a tire place. That is a tire place. Yes, I've got, yeah. I got my tires changed there yesterday. Yeah, same. Yeah, wow, coincidences. Thursday, are you following me? I got a new tire the other day. Oh my gosh. Oh my hey. Let's all look at this podcast. Okay. Um, oh. Physical recreation straight. Fitness. Physical recreation Fitness straight. Fitness first. No. Fitness, no. Taylor? You've Curves. already gave this as an answer to a different question. Oh, sports world? Sports. Direct. 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 Did I get that one then? Yeah, yeah. he gets that one. Uh, yeah. okay. We should have a scorecard. We should have a scorecard, right. So, so far, I'll do... It's like the paper chooses invitation. <laughs> Michael. Uh, we did golf, take. crazy Michael. golf last Sunday with James Flood. Oh, yeah. James Flood bet the, both, bet the two of us. Out the gate he bet us. Yeah, he did. This is a complicated score sheet. This is what happens when you don't like finish college, I guess. Like, <laughs> well, I'm actually seven years into a two-year course. I haven't finished oh, yet, so I won't be too fair hard fair. on yourself. So you're coming up with the synonyms. <laughs> yeah, this is why I'm still doing that course. Uh, two-footed tackler. That's Mark Halpin. Your brain's just... Two-footed. 
How long does he take to come up with? Uh, this is what I do in the morning. This, oh, this, 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 this is the philosophical work. I'm doing this. Right, what do you do with two foot feet? Is this how? I'll do? give you a hint on this Please. one. The answer is one word. Okay. Or two words. The first word is the. What's a two foot tackle? Foul? Question mark. I don't know. The failure. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Point, O'Shane. Unbelievable. <laughs> Next one. Jack, children of Lear, sparkly things. <laughs> children really spiky things take it word by word swan could be in there swan is it in there Ooh. jack is another word for john john swan john's johnson sparkly things johnson what is there did you say sparkly things johnson? yeah johnson no john swan john swan sparkly things oh suits or no no um john swan <laughs> Rings, Johnson diamonds, Johnson jewelry. Yes, yes. Johnson jewelers. Nothing gory. Yeah, it is in the shopping center. Where's the shopping center? Gory. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you talking about Dunn? Take a break. Is Dunn's, <laughs> is Dunn's a shopping center? Uh, yeah, Dunn's a shopping center. Dunn's has like four shops in it. That's Whitmore. John Swan. Jewelers. Fuck, that's an article. Okay, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a minus point to Mark. I know. Okay. I know, it's pretty good. The next but one is Pat Sapphire. Pat's Ruby Rouge. Question mark. No, no. Good guess, though. I like where you went with that one. Patrick. Patrick Jewel. Patrick. R- Rock. Patrick. Sapphires are blue. Paddy Blue. Paddy Blues. Oh, oh she. It's a photographer mind, you know. Colors, <laughs> important things. <laughs> Next one, African American orange fur sauce. Black. Yep. Careful now. <laughs> <laughs> orange. Amber. Hairdressing. Woo! Yeah, Michael. Um, <laughs> next one is the photography themed one, Oshin. You'll be glad oh. to know. But uh, it's not a photographer, is the an- it's not the answer. In the taxi home, painful pictures. <laughs> In the taxi home, painful pictures. Yeah. Uh, gas lamp gallery? No. In the taxi home. What do you if you're in the taxi home? You're drunk. Yes, also. Shit. <laughs> yes. Hang, but no, that's not right to do with this. But you are those things. But <laughs> this so, is so complex. <laughs> painful pictures. Work your way backwards, and you get it. Painful pictures. I just think of newspapers. Me and Oshin both have them. Tattoos. Ah, oh, the tattoo partner in and, the taxi home. In the taxi home. Homeward pictures. Yes. That was excellent. That's, that's very good. Oh. Actually, like your tattoos there. Thank you. Did that one on your did that one on your leg hurt? This one? Yeah. The, the ear. Not really, no. That's a very fleshy area. Uh, the one on my shin hurt a lot. My inner... What's... Elbow, inner arms. My chest really yeah. hurt. Uh, what else? My foot was very sore, actually. I have a big I have a big tattoo on my foot. 
Yeah, thanks for the compliment though. Yeah, yeah. No problem. And tell us about like your yours, yours are very what simple. People, yeah. people, are, people are, I always play a game with people with this one, right? Yeah. Um, guess what it is, and you, the, or guess what it isn't, mm. and and uh, I think the most I've had is 12. 12 things that that could possibly be. Circle a of nail life. file. I've never actually had a nail file before. That's really impressive. <laughs> Thank you. So, so, so for those that can't see it, it looks like an eye. Oh yeah, but it's not an oval. eye. It's an it's an oval. It's a with a point. It's yeah. a surfboard. Yeah. Um. Oh. But people are always like, "Is that a drunk tattoo?" I was like, "No, I got that completely sober." Yeah. yeah. I like the camera though. That's I a like, camera. I like that I, simple kind of thing. I have something similar to that on my hand. Yeah, that's fresh <laughs> on your hand after the whole sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, moving on with the game. Sorry. I was getting self-indulgent there talking about how beautiful my arms are. Um, <laughs> next is Kate Everydays. Kate Eddies. Ah, Straight away. No messing. Next. I know her well. His Majesty the Fish. King Cod. Yes! He's off to a straight, flyer. Straight after Katie Days. <laughs> this one's a bit hard. This sounds now. like my Friday night. Uh, the Roof Caved In. The Roof Caved In. Mm. Skyfall. Well done. That was very good. The next one is display floors. I've never shot there before. I just <laughs> have one there. <laughs> display floors. Say that one again, sorry. Display floors. Display floors. Showgrounds. <laughs> the next one. Our last one for the evening is the best podcast ever. Guest on this podcast, Gavin Stamp, whose Twitter handle is at StampG1. Gavin tweeted out today, Children these days will never know the mental torture of their mother forcing them to try on trousers in the middle of Dunn's stores. While she assures you, there's nobody looking at you. Worst I enjoyed feeling. this one. Worst feeling. The worst feeling. <laughs> yeah. Just, just stop. There's no one looking at you, Connor. It still happens when you're 22. It's worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I joke about it. Well, I'll give you. What, what's your star sign? Scorpio. Oh, good stuff. My girlfriend's a Scorpio. Oh, yeah. Savage eye for everything. Um, take a shot and don't look back, Scorpio. Venus sparkling and colliding with Mercury forces your focus into a new dimension. When Saturn stirs your soul, you don't know if you should focus on the close-up or capture the landscape. Never fear, Pluto will soon skip forth and its flash will leave a lasting legacy in your life. I'm going to have really good dreams tonight. That was, it. That was beautiful. <laughs> I hope you have the dream catcher up. <laughs> dream catcher up. <laughs> so now, and now you have the best 30 seconds of your life. Um, so, <laughs> what do we pick? Um, sea animals. Sea animals. I like that one. 
It'd be tough though, wouldn't it? Do I list out sea animals? Mm. Does it kraken count? A kraken, yeah. yeah. Kraken counts. You can do a kraken. You can give it a mermaid. Sorry, do you have to time me? Oh, it sounds what? like you're going. To, you're good enough for this. So do you know? Uh, Mark's giving me a few ones already. Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. go for merman. Yeah. So we're going to give you a topic, and you give as many things related to that topic as right. you can. Three, two, one, and go. So we have a mermaid. Go for a kraken. We can go for a sea bass. We can go for a tuna. We can go for a seal. Um, well, porpoise. Um. Crabfish, crabs in general. Can you just put like a massive one for that? Um, <laughs> a weaver fish. Five seconds. An eel, um, crocodile, saltwater crocodiles. Um, Time. Five, ten, thirteen for Oshin. It was tough. It was tough. But was you did it well. After like. the kraken, I was just kind of like, there's no such thing as sea animals. Yeah. Actually, I think we'll, <laughs> we'll give him 14 for crabs because that could count as two. There's a lot of filthy people getting into the sea. a lot of crabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you you uh you did it well and we admire you for taking sea animals normally it's softer topics so well there's two questions i'd love to know so wild atlantic way what what are your thoughts on it what, do you love it uh incredible bluest yeah. water i've ever seen in my life is in donegal and then Kerry. i grew up in well i grew up uh gone on holidays around Kerry. so dingle and donegal would be my favorite two spots but uh if you can do it if you've a week out at all two weeks out I, I recommend doing it. It's incredible. Mm. Um, but bring bring your rubbish with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, fi- final question. When did you first appreciate, like, you you go to the beach first and you're making sandcastles and messing around and you, <laughs> then Bur- you wake your up in the morning and you're, sorry? <laughs> you're burying your brother and giving him sand tits. <laughs> you just see a head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that evolution happens. Sand tits. <laughs> 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 he's got mental underneath ah! <laughs> they're not real <laughs> sorry Shane <laughs> and then you wake up one morning and you're, you don't like litter and you find that the water is a source of meditation what, what did things happen so when I originally moved down to Wexford I hated Wexford because I was at that prime age in Dublin uh, when I was eight and and I was making all my friends and I was making like, it was a really difficult move for me. So I just did not like it. But then you start looking at the environment and the people that live in the environment, all the, no, I'm only joking. Uh, everyone's very nice. Everyone's, it's great. It's a great place to live. But um, I think I went through a pretty bad breakup when I was like 16 and I was with her for like three or four years at the time. Um, and then I, I'd never played sport or anything before. So I learned to swim. Um, and then I live by the sea, so I started training in the leisure center, like in Cortown, and then went swimming pretty much daily. Um, and that was like, for me, that was real like um, peace of mind, especially at that time. So now I'd associate going to the beach, not with that time, but like with peace and being happy. So it gradually came into its own right now. So I'm 22 now, so that was like uh, six years ago. Yeah six years ago definitely sorry really bad at maths here hey (laughs) but 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 um so like from then it's just come on and on and on and i've seen like i've traveled and i've seen what beaches i think the littering thing has come from clarity from traveling because you've seen what beaches can become and then how they're managed in other places like cambodia has some amazing beaches but somewhere like you can't see the sand because there's so much plastic on it i just don't want Auburn to end up or any beach in ireland 
um, to end up with like unrecognizable plastic everywhere. So I think for me, it's definitely, I, I want to make a difference. I want to be a person to change how people look. At, if, even if I could do it in a local area, like it does an incredible thing and the people from the local area can go somewhere else and be like, call someone else out or, or it doesn't matter. Like they can be on holidays and be like, oh, this guy's doing this thing. I should do this where I live. Um, it's just like, I've said on Instagram before, I am absolutely not an influencer. Um, I just want to, but I do, sorry, I'm not an influencer, but I would love if I had a chance to influence people, it'd be on picking, picking up after themselves and cleaning up after themselves. You might not be an influencer, but you are one fascinating human being. <laughs> Excellent. Keep blazing your trail. We're all behind you. Paper Tuesdays backs Oshin.